gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the midwest monsters podcast i am one of your hosts grizzly abner and i'm joined by professor wagstaff venomous Vinny, hot toddy good to be with you again friends we are uh doing a bit of a revisit tonight we are revisiting did you say we're remaking it Ooh, i think i like that we're going to remake our remakes episode um which was the first episode first episode first episode so going all the way back um, to have a, a, a more full conversation about that and a little bit better sound quality. Yeah, one you can hear. Yeah, one you can t- understand <laughs> coming through your speakers. So um, I think, you know, as we talk about these, we could spend some time talking about remakes versus reboots. I think that that's a, a distinction to be made. Let's do that off the top real quick. What, do you, what would you distinguish between a remake and a reboot? Well, I would say like a reboot would be almost more of like a kind of like a takeoff of like a sequel, I guess, kind of, than uh, just straight up remaking it. So like the Candyman that's supposed to be coming out next year, they're kind of quiet about, but it sounds like it's like a reboot. Well, and I kind of view too, like when you combine elements of a franchise that you like, Friday the 13th is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Kind of think of that as a reboot as opposed to a remake because we're not going beat for beat. With any one film, we're taking things that we like about them and kind of taking the spirit of a franchise and slapping them all together in one film to try and engage a whole new generation. Sure. And I think that would also still fit in with Todd's description, too, because we've often talked about how that Friday remake reboot was it's good. I mean, we're going to talk about it more later. But also, too, they could have just called it Friday Part 11. Sure. Because it could have just been a sequel. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, I'm glad we had that important conversation off the top. I'm the same way. I feel like a reboot is also, I'd say if I added one more description, something that takes the spirit of the original film and maybe tries to do their own thing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we might talk about that with the Child's Play remake reboot and that it, it tries to do its own thing, which to me would give it the spirit of a reboot rather than a remake. And I think, it's, and I think studios are pretty good about clarifying their intent as well. I mean, like, uh, the Chucky movies is a good example. I mean, those are never meant to make you feel like we're starting over, like with Curse and Cult. Yeah. It's, we got more. Yeah. And so th- there's usually a, a pretty good clarification on that. Sure. Would, would you call the Friday the 13th, like, remake part 11? <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> <laughs> If you pay attention, <laughs> head back to episode 125. Listen to TCM, folks, if you haven't. Technically, uh, if you want to listen to us fight like sisters, <laughs> I feel like it would be more of a part nine. <laughs> oh, oh, now Todd's really ticking to the timeline. Okay, so let's get started. Someone pick one. Let's talk about it. How about to start off with, how about Evil Dead? Evil Dead. I, I hope that was top of your list, by the way. Uh, it's an interesting actually, franchise for that topic. I think, yeah, because Evil Dead 2 is kind sure. of a remake of Evil Dead 1. 
Um, but no, the official Evil Dead remake um, that, uh, what's the director's name? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Shit the bed on that one, folks. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, <laughs> we don't have pre-production meetings, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> we just went to Savage's Ale House. Um, anyways, no, I think it was great. I really liked it a lot. No, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and, and going into that, that's something that, while it was not a huge commercial success, the original Evil Dead, the cult following that that has is enormous. And you are really treading in dangerous waters when you try to go in and, and meddle with that. And the scares were, were legit. Like, I don't know. I, 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 they made it just different enough that it wasn't a beat-for-beat beat remake, but it hit all the things that you, you did want to see that made it an Evil Dead movie. But yeah, I feel like that one really delivered, and I'm actually kind of shocked that they never made a sequel to it, but it seems like that success reignited everything from the old one, and it seemed like they kind of went back to Bruce Campbell after that when you would have expected I was going to say, if nothing else, maybe it helped encourage yeah. the, the series. Yeah, And it's... And I know that I, I talked about some of this stuff on the original episode, but just to touch on it again since we're here, uh, to me, the purpose of a remake should have a purpose. There should either be a narrative that you want to add on or change. There should be something with technology that is advanced that you can implement in, into the production that's going to improve it. Um, or just simply you should have more money. Uh, there should be a purpose. Now, I, I know I ripped on it on the original. I'm sure you guys feel the same. Maybe you don't. But a, an example of a no-no is Psycho. They did a beat-for-beat, shot-for-shot remake. There was no purpose to that. Yeah, other than, why bother with an already perfect film? Right. All we added in was seeing Anne Hesh's butthole and oh, listening to Vince Vaughn masturbate. I, I mean, l literally. Things that were already inferred in the other one. Yeah, the director even said that it was a study in a shot-for-shot -shot remake. There was no purpose to it, but on the flip Gus side, Van Sant, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and so not you to take shitting the bed on the casting of the well, yeah. But you take a uh, something like Evil Dead, and why that is such a successful remake, in my opinion, is because that they took a step back and analyzed the material and said, okay, one thing we don't want to do is touch Ash. We don't want Bruce Campbell. He was a huge part of that, but it, he wasn't the only thing. Let's take the other stuff. And so not only did they have the intelligence to, to avoid that, but they also kept it within the same universe. Ash has existed. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps kind of the faithful fans uh, engaged in that aspect, but they did their own thing. And so they had their own angle, their own addition to the narrative. And I think that's what, you know, made it good. If they would have tried to come out and tell the exact same story, fans would have revolted. It would have been trashed the first weekend and nobody else would have went to have seen it. But because they tried to do their own thing, that's mm -hmm. why it's good. And I think that we'll see that as a theme through a lot of these that we mention. Stuff that they had their own mission, Those, that's why they're good. Uh, Betty Alvarez. Boom. Directed that. I would uh I would definitely classify Evil Dead as a reboot because uh it does feel almost like it could be a sequel which I know they've touched on before. So there's definitely traces of Ash in the movie, like the car and uh like 
if you watch past the credits, like Ash shows up, like for a little brief weird thing. But and then um, for the reboot piece, I mean, they had the the sister with the drug addiction. Yeah, I think that the, the so drug well. addiction to me was brilliant because um, it was a good way of why they're in the cabin, why they don't want to leave, and then that the fact that she's experiencing. I feel like if uh, they didn't have the drug drug addiction angle, like she would have came back, they would have tried to get out of the cabin, and I don't know. It had definitely a good spin to it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, there's some scenes in that movie that are so uh, that was an uncomfortable movie, and I think it's what made it because I feel like a lot of movies lately have been real safe. So that is like the scene with the tongue. Yeah. So we're not not even just complete gore. I'll tell one scene that I just thought it's something you normally don't see. Uh, because it's still a bodily fluid and automatically it's like, Ugh. but like the girl like pisses herself and, mm-hmm. uh, man, like the, where she's just, there's, there's a lot of like disturbing scenes in that movie. Um, and I thought it was actually kind of scary. So I was definitely, uh, excited to see it and that doesn't always mean that it's a good movie. So I was de- even more excited that it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And it was scary. Okay. Maybe we'll get more into it. Uh, someday we'll revisit the whole franchise because we have yet to cover Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. And so we could, as we revisit the franchise, do that. I think uh, another good one is one that Ryan already touched on is Psycho. Uh, and examples of what not to do. So, well, uh, and I've, I've, what I find strange is that Psycho is based off a book. And in the book, for example, number one, he's pudgy. Um, and, and even if they went with like Anthony Perkins' look, that's fine. Uh, but he decapitates her in the shower. Like, when they did a book, why, uh, why, why not include some of this stuff and, and go a different direction? Like, to where you, with, uh, they could have had, like, the mom actually killing. And then at the end, you would just explain that that's what he sees. Um, I think that there would have been cool things. I, I went to see that opening weekend. And I was bored out of my mind. My only enjoyment was there's like three younger kids in front of us that clearly had never seen Psycho. So the the ending reveal was kind of cool to watch them experience that. But right. hot, hot garbage. Where I know it's a TV show, but man, Bates Motel. Bates Motel is how Psycho could have been remade. Like that's just a yeah. masterpiece. But yeah, that's a great point. The the novel had huge differences. That would have been a reason for a remake. You could touch a classic. Because of that, and then they did none of that. It, I, to me, I mean, maybe you guys feel differently. Maybe there's a standout, but Psycho's the worst yeah. remake that I've ever seen. It's uh, hard to pick one worse than that. I would agree with that. Uh, Vinny, pick one or two. Uh, one of my favorite remakes. I, I'm actually always surprised when there has I, to be one for you when I make when I make a list of these. It's always surprising to me how many remakes I actually really like. Hmm? Um, one of which is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I, I think even just so the, the, the underrated, no, so underrated. The purpose for the remake, even like, how could you not support it? Right, because they all got screwed, and they're like, hey, you know, a way we can make money is remake the movie and and get our money back. Plus, they kept it in the family. Yeah, we're still filming in PA. We've got uh, Romero's right hand man, effects guy, and Savini making it. So Romero's on board with his blessing for it. It's a great little great, movie. Great casting. And they, they changed enough things from the original to kind of turn it on its head a little bit. Sure. And so it gave it a fresh feel. You weren't just going and seeing a frame-for-frame frame remake. They changed things around. Um, the zombies were better. Zombies were better. And nailed it with the casting of Tony Todd. Yes. Oh, Could yeah. there have been a more perfect choice? Yes. You bunch of yo-yos. Era. 
and messed with the ending in a good way. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Another, you're expecting the twist ending from the first movie and you get a twist of a twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that one is, I, I, I like both of the movies. I love the original and I love the remake, but I find myself popping in the remake more often than I do the original. I Same did here. before the Criterion release of the original. <sighs> yeah. It's, but I'm there with you. It's yeah. great. Uh, something interesting I always like to think about with uh, remakes is how successful science fiction horror is when we talk about mm. the furthering of technology, bigger budgets. And so to me, and I'm not trying to blow my wad here, but four of the best of all time are science fiction related. The Thing. Absolutely. The Blob. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about the blob. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. The Fly. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so I think that that perfectly illustrates why those two details and remakes apply so well with science fiction and horror. So, I mean, any one of those in particular, I know that the fly and the thing are two favorites of, of us guys on the yeah, show. For sure. But I, I think why I'm, do you think, why do you think those remakes are, are stellar? I think that the remake, number one, the fly took a different approach to what you originally had. The other one is still very good. But the the just the storytelling, the acting, the effects are all rather dated. Um so the fly brings a modern take on it, but it also instead of being so fantasy, it finds a human element to connect with the audience with in that it's a terminal illness. You're watching a loved one die of a terminal yeah. illness. Uh, the visual effects were just better. And because it was so much different, you had no expectation from the original. You know, And plus they had let some time pass Definitely. before they tried to Well, the original was kind of campaigned at 12-year-olds. And yeah. the remake was saying, hey, adults. Oh, very much. We've got a legit movie. movie. Yeah. Including Mel Brooks, producer. I, I do think I... I it's it's weird uh, as an adult now all the all the stuff that we loved as a kid is being remade, and so I'm like I kind of see where my dad was probably at when I was in the 80s, and we were going to see The Fly and all those movies because he grew up on on all those pictures mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Uh, okay, again the difference though is like all all four you named definitely took a great story that people liked and built on it, and then there was a reason for each update. Well, and technology was I think a big part of why because the Blob. Is so much more menacing in the eighties film. The Blob is a one hundred and one on how practical effects done well can make any movie good. Yeah, because the Blob is just silly fun, but that thing is an achievement. Oh yeah, because of of the effects work they did in it. Yeah, I mean both those movies. The Fly is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I mean the acting, and again the updated technology makes a big difference. Um, and the tone, and then the blob. I think the blob is cool because it it sticks with the spirit of the original. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's still it's, fun. It's a fun movie. It's still accessible for all ages. Whereas the fly is not accessible for all ages. No. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, it, the old joke. We're like, oh yeah. And plus, it went from black and white to color. No, the original <laughs> blob is in color. Yeah. Just most of the books you saw it in weren't black and white. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why everybody remembers it that way. But no, the original Blob, and what's fun too, is that, as we're saying again, 
These are all great original films mm -hmm. that produced better remakes. Yeah, and all these originals, with the except, well, the thing was was still big time, but the Blob was ultra independent. Yeah, um, and the Fly didn't have a lot of money thrown at that. These these were movies made to entertain youngsters at the mm -hmm. drive-in and cash in on it, and so we come back at them with full-on budgets and serious attempts at filmmaking, and they're really special. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, too. Mm -hmm. uh, for listeners who haven't watched that, the original is a classic. It's still good. It still holds up. Um, it's one of it's a perfect example for this episode, really, that's had multiple remakes, and each time, it, they've been good. There's Body Snatchers in the 90s, too. Oh, which, by cool. the way, I wore a shirt of that, and Kiefer Sutherland, when we met him, was quite impressed with the shirt I had nice. on of his dad. But uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a, is a great one to talk about just because they hit again in the 70s with a great remake. And then Abel Ferreira did the one in the 90s. And it paralleled socially in that 70s one with a lot of the, the Red Scare yep. communism stuff. Yep, the witch hunting. Yeah. I, th sure. I think the only one that I didn't care for as much of uh, the Invasion was the, the last remake they did. Body uh, snatchers. Just, I think this one was just called the invasion, mm. where it was a uh, Nicole Kidman and because um, one of the nineties isn't Craig. too bad either. The one in the nineties I like. The, the strongest one is is the seventies with Donald Sutherland, which that movie. When I put it on now, it still scares me. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, the nineties one is decent, but the the invasion was a little dull. And I want to say like Daniel Craig or somebody else was in it. Yeah, like maybe two thousand mid two thousands. Mm. So if you really think about how sci-fi horror doesn't have a huge listing this one clearly is an angle that is great for remakes i mean just some of the best if not the best of all time have been sci-fi horror yeah so that's always something i obsess over when i think about remakes is sci-fi horror and how all of the the things that make for a good remake apply perfectly to that i area. would like to while we have the opportunity and we're still talking about it, I think we should talk more about the thing. I was going to say, let's roll into the thing. <laughs> because that is, that goes between. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, the thing is just absolutely fantastic. I've said it before. I think one thing that really works in the thing's favor is that it opens and it, the year comes up on, on the screen. So automatically you're not going to look at this movie so much and be like, Oh, it hasn't aged well or it feels old because that's the time it's supposed to be set mm. in the, explicitly tell you that uh the entire cast was great on that movie and they took a movie that was a decent movie uh old black and white film but the difference is instead of doing a frankenstein-esque monster makeup on a big guy they moved into a new era of special effect and blew the fucking doors off of it with practical effects. Not, not, not only that, but... I the, still think it's the best special effects movie ever. I was going to say, ever. well, I think, it's, I think it's proof that even in the new It, there is definitely a scene that involves a head. Yeah. That was, and I'm like, so everybody that's like grew up on these films, it's still influenced even in modern cinema because most people that love horror, or, or especially if you love special effects, how can you not love the thing? Well, and this lends itself perfectly to what you talked about with Psycho. Because in the remake of Psycho, they should have went back to the source material and examined the real story and made the changes. That's what this was. Mm -hmm. The thing, the remake of Carpenters, is true to the novella where the original film wasn't. And this gets much more into the terrifying aspects of that. It was a reason for a good remake. It had a purpose. 
And I always appreciate that when Todd sees people online shitting on remakes, Todd's like, oh, so you don't like the thing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, we were at a John Carpenter Q&A, and people kept coming up saying, remakes suck. I hate remakes. I love Village of the Damned, and I love the thing. And John Carpenter's just kind of like, dumb fuck? Like, you know I remade those, right? Uh, yeah, so people love to shit on remakes. Uh, or they act like, well, all they do is remake movies now. Which we've already talked about different decades at this point. Remakes are nothing new. They're not going to stop. Um, the only thing I hate about a remake is the movies, uh, the ones that I seem to really like, there has there is time between them. Like Spider-Man, why are we making a movie every five years at this point? Like yeah, That kind of right. gets on my nerves. Well, and to I, maintain rights. I think answer. real quick, not to go into a huge diatribe about the history of horror, but it's important to point out that it's always been this way Yeah, since the beginning. Uh, now, obviously, there were silent horror films and some classics in there, but most of us think of universal horror and the cycle that they had with their classic monsters as kind of some of the earliest beginnings to the classic world that we love in horror film. Those were remakes, with the exception of The Wolfman, which wasn't really a remake, but kind of a remake of The Werewolf of London. Frankenstein had already been made. Dracula had already been made. It's existed since films began. Family People opera. have tried to retackle subject matter that they thought had potential or made money and have continually done this. So this is nothing new. So that's why when the cycle hit, and it happens every so many years, when it hit there in the 2000s and everybody bitched about it, and there were some good ones and some bad ones, those of us who had watched films from before when we were born knew this is nothing new. There's going to be some good ones and bad ones. Embrace it. But that's just something I want to throw out there for hitting the topic is this has always existed. There have always been remakes. While we're talking about Universal, I will say one movie that I just can't understand has why, – why have we not seen a Creature from the Black Lagoon remake? And I don't want just anything thrown out there, but like I feel like with the right person. I know, it is I know surprising. The, I know in the 80s uh, all, the, all the big genre directors at the time were all kicking around like – in their own way rebooting uh and then they for some reason just never took off but i want to say carpenter or somebody was attached to Creature carpenter was carpenter's failure on that is what spoiled him on hollywood because mm. that was the deal village of the damned was made to make that i remember this which i thought village was okay in but he made that as, a, as kind of a you do this for us we'll let you make what you want well village of the damned bombed and they said, ah, never mind. And he said, you know what? To hell with you. And he never really came back from that. And if yeah. you kind of look, Village of the Damned has some of the last classic Carpenter in him. But that's a pretty perfect uh, Hollywood tale dealing with remakes because they had him remake one with the promise of Creature. And Del Toro's tried to make Creature for decades. Yeah. And he finally said, fuck you, I'm going to make my own movie. And then he won an Oscar. So. Worked but out yeah. pretty good for him. Yeah, did all right. Fish I, I will, sex. Hashtag. I will say uh, of, of the sci-fis that we just kicked around and loved, I'll say one I didn't like was War of the Worlds, That which is strange because oh, it's Spielberg and Tom Cruise, which I don't mind Cruise movies. Yeah. But Spielberg alone, man, that movie should have like kicked ass. I didn't hate it. Um, it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, not bad. It's forgettable. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not on my worst list. Is there a was... foreign remake happening right now? I thought I saw something about that recently. Like somebody else is making it overseas. I feel like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, um, it doesn't hold up as well as when I was a kid, but I used to always love Invaders from Mars. Yeah. Toby Hooper. Toby Hoover's. Hmm. Never heard it's of it. It's a fun one. 
What? I really haven't. Kill yourself. <laughs> uh, one I would like to uh, roll into now, uh, on the heels of Vinny, talking about Night of the Living Dead, is the Dawn of the Dead remake. Ooh. Yes. I saw that in the theater. I remember. I saw it to a packed theater, and it was scary. Yeah. It was. That was the first time I think I had ever seen the, the fast zombie. Yeah. Uh, I remember that Professor had went to see it, I think the early showing, and then some of us went to the late showing, and, and he sang its praises. So, uh, yeah, saw that in the theater and just could not have been more impressed. And mind you, the original Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, to tap into the just the isolation of being in that mall... And sure, they, they added more people being stuck in the mall this time. But sometimes, man, you can be alone in a crowded room. And so, like, if you have that many different types of people in that mall, it could be more isolating because people get clicky, people pair off. And I think that was a neat thing that they added to that movie, aside from the fact How zombies. influential do you think that was for The Walking Dead, that movie? So the Walking Dead comic book started in like 03 or 04, so it could have had some impact on that. Um, well, and, you know, uh, help me, the author of Walking Dead, Kirkman. Mm-hmm. He, in the, very, in the very beginning, he says, my goal is to make a Romero movie that doesn't end. Yeah, like that was his goal for writing the comic book. Because now I, we're kind of hoping it would end. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that this Dawn of the Dead movie is what reignited it and what made that yeah. zombie craze that's, start. That's the explosion. And twenty eight days later, yeah, yeah. and yeah, twenty eight days later, same year. No, twenty eight days later. That was like two thousand one. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, the oh one. That was like 2001. Because I remember I stole a poster from a classroom. Don's 2004. (laughs) poster and gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at better than a decade later because that zombie craze was enormous. Like, we're now at the tail end (laughs) of it. Where Yeah. But it pieced together. Shaun of the Dead really blasted off to you. Damn, did they really take off. And I think that Dawn is... Absolutely responsible for most of it. Well, I would say it was so good. Even though they're not as good as they should be, it also like reignited George Romero. So. I was just going to say, and he showed up, was like, I think I'd like to make more money. Hey, I want to show up and make some real shitty movies. <laughs> well, you know what though, like <laughs> shitty or not, like again, it's well deserved for as screwed as he got on the true. The sure, I've softened up on Land a little bit, but that's about it. I think Land. Every time I watch it, I like it a little better than than I did the original time. Uh, I'm going to throw this one out because it was already briefly mentioned a couple minutes ago. Uh, The Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro. I I like that movie. I do until the third act. Yeah. And it shits the bed. But like I remember (laughs) that part where uh, it's the gypsy camp Mm -hmm. and the werewolf goes through there. Yes. Holy shit. I remember watching that and I remember jumping in my seat and be like, oh my god, this is actually... Scary, scary. You know what I mean? Like, hot damn, this is great. And then that third act came and shit all over the place. The Wolfman is one of the few, <laughs> one of the few times where I'm not positive, Peter. Because usually I can take something if I like a portion of the film and excuse the other because I enjoyed that part. But that finale spoiled the movie for it, me. It went full on Marvel superhero ending. Anthony Hopkins, what are you doing? Making it was money. bad. It reminded me of that stupid scene in that first Hulk movie where Eric Bana <laughs> plays Hulk, 
and he wrestles the mutant dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is on par stupid with that. Because the Wolfman was so moody. Oh. And don't ever forget, this movie caused Rick Baker to retire. Yeah. They well, didn't show him any respect on why, set. Why do, they, why do they bring Rick Baker in to do CGI heavy? Yeah, didn't listen to him on shit, went with CG, and he was like, I think I'm done with all this. I thought this. the Wolfman looked great. Uh, I thought that the transformation scene was some of the most inventive transformations since American Werewolf in London. Unfortunately, it was mostly CGI that was used, uh, which, again, you spot things that aren't really there fairly easily. I love that scene where he's uh, strapped down and taken into the lecture hall and then transforms and just murders everybody in that room. Um, I thought... the. I'm so disappointed. That third act, I'm st- I'm still visibly upset. It's tough to get over. By what you man, because they did so well yeah, with the whole rest of the movie. Well, and guys like us that, that grew up with these these classics were so excited but nervous, and we came in and they nailed it, and then they didn't, and then they totally shit pulled the rug out. Ugh. Yeah, I well, I was gonna I was gonna say too was uh, following. Uh, now, I think it's probably the best Dracula, in my opinion, but Bram Stoker's Dracula and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein I actually really enjoyed. Um, Some people hate on that one, but I like it. Yeah. What, Mary Shelley's? Yeah. I'm a real big fan of the Frankenstein story, so I loved that it was more back to the source. Yeah. I loved the look of De Niro's creature. You love that he hanged on. Except, but, yeah, except for his greasy <laughs> dong. Yeah, but I... Uh, <laughs> That your we pants discussed back it on, on the Frankenstein <laughs> episode, but th- that movie misses somewhere. It's yeah. it's not a perfect movie. There's a missing component. I don't know if to you can make call, it that way. If you can call Bram Stoker's fun, but it, it doesn't have like a. It's not a fun movie, but it's more uh, entertaining, I guess. Where where uh, Frankenstein was a little bit more. This isn't popular, but I like Stoker's. But I feel like the acting is awful in it. Some of it. I think some of the acting is just abysmal. I love Keanu, but he but ain't it, always on mark. No, and no. they switch roles on the women, which I still don't understand. Lucy yeah. and Nina. Yeah, but that's fine. Well, both of these movies pale in comparison to Brendan <laughs> Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm trying to remember the actress. There was an actress from one of the original Mummy movies who attended the premiere of the the, the <laughs> Brendan Fraser when they had her. Somebody about to get roasted. And they at they came up to her after the movie, and she goes. What in the hell was that? That was her only response. <laughs> I cannot remember which woman it was, though. Well, I'm sorry she doesn't like art. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I like what we like. I liked that one. The sequel sucked. But um, I really... Money Returns does not suck. It's a Home Alone 2. It just copied everything from the first movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. The last eight Mummy movies have been action. So Yeah, that's what I, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, I know yeah. Clive Barker had wrote uh, yeah. his version... Which Nick I can Harris only imagine. I, there's a I there's a laundry list of people. I want to say maybe Toby Hooper. Because you know what, and, and and we've talked about it before, and I know how everybody else feels. I didn't. I thought the Tom Cruise one wasn't bad at all, but but people definitely spoke, and they don't want they want to see these movies scary again. They want now, gothic. Todd, you you have to admit though, you've even said you're not as kind to that movie now as you were when you first saw it. I think I was on a buzz and probably high. I think you I think you were excited that yeah. they were making a new movie that was go- supposed to lead into this conjoined universe. I definitely was excited over the Dark Universe stuff. Yeah. And you were just excited to have a reason to argue with people. Oh, you know I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, let's get back on track here. Um, let's talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, really like the remake. I do, too. I know that some purists rip on it just because the original is such a classic, but um, again, this goes back to it, budget. There's a reason to remake it. Yep. You've got uh, more clout, and you can make a stronger film without uh, some of the struggles that the original production faced. So uh, it's important, too, to stress, and this applies to everything we're talking about, you don't have to watch the remakes. Yeah. The originals aren't going anywhere. You can still love those. But some of the stuff, the material is too classic. Edgar Allan Poe is going to get remade over and over again, and that's no different than these benchmark films, something like Texas Chainsaw. This becomes a permanent classic, mm -hmm. and so there's going to be a desire to introduce that to a new generation, and whether you like it or not, you can't get young people to be interested in a 40-year-old movie. Yeah. You might be able to if they watch the remake, and then they go, oh, I've I would like to see what, you know, I hear that, that there's an original. That, but that, you know, this is, it's just nothing new. I, right. I, I think uh, to me what they, because I think we've just discussed most of the ones to me that were just great, which was like uh, Texas Chainsaw, Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead, Evil Dead. I think something that they, they hit on that a lot of people didn't get is they took the idea and that was it. So like Dawn of the Dead, it was the mall. Texas Chainsaw, it was uh, the Leatherface clan. All the other characters were, were not from the original. Yeah, they took the heart of the story but made their own movie. Yeah, so well, and Chainsaw did the right thing by even changing the family that you were watching. They changed. Mm -hmm. It's a subtle thing that really doesn't matter in the long run. But it was enough to where people could go, okay, so you're not molesting the characters that I love. Right. It's a different take. It's a different family. So. Uh, no, I, I love Chainsaw. Um, I think uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's a great example of of going the other way where they try to do Nancy and, and everybody. And I think had they had different characters, because people hate on that one, which it's not that good. To me, uh, they hate on it, though, because of Freddy. It sucks because of the uh, the characters, not because of Freddy. I, I greatly dislike the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I've only ever watched it once. I really don't feel the need to watch it again. I do not think that the problem was Jackie Earl Haley at all. I think that Jackie Earl Haley came in and did exactly what he needed to do with that character. I like the makeup design. I liked a lot of things about that movie, but what rubbed me the wrong way about the film is, number one, it's too soon to replace Robert England. He absolutely owned that character through a franchise and movie, mm -hmm. so it's hard, going to be hard for your audience to accept anybody else, especially when he could still have done it. Mm -hmm. um, and the other side of it for me is they were too heavy-handed with the molestation stuff, and I don't need that much real-world well, ick. It also affected the characters so much that all the characters were completely unlikable. Yes, and all of the characters were completely unlikable in that movie. And there were also things that, again, were frame-for-frame frame remakes that I just did. Is there really a point to remake that scene with Tina getting killed? Because it's still disturbing to watch the original one. Oh, yeah. So was it really necessary to completely redo that scene again? I don't think so. I need to back up here a step. I didn't get to speak my piece about Texas Chainsaw. Oh, get it. Because Todd just rolled you us right chime in. there. <laughs> I just want to say I like that the original Texas Chainsaw, or the, the remake of Texas Chainsaw was dirty and grimy. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it kept the gross feel 
of the yes. original film. Yes. Now, on to Nightmare, um, I agree with everything you guys have just said. <laughs> J.C. Earl Haley did fine. It's not that it's a bad movie, really. No. It's really not. It's just that's one of those things where it's it, that was too soon to reboot. It was too soon. I, well, that, and again, I think it, it falls to me under what a lot of uh, new horror movies are, which is I don't like I don't like the 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 characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Big time. It, again, it's a great example of all the characters. You like them and and their story, and you don't want anyone to get hurt. Uh, when Rob Zombie redid Halloween, I'm like, go ahead and kill them all. Like, I I really don't care. Just Professor, what do you say about the Nightmare remake? It it was all about the kids. They're the reason it didn't work. Yeah. You have to care about the teenagers. Yep. The thing that made the original special was the relationship between them. Because people can rip on all the other elements. At the core of it, I don't like the appearance of Freddy as much, but it's fine. That's not a reason for the movie to not mm-hmm. work. Jackie O'Haley's fine. Even, and I do agree that it goes too much into the child molestation. Yeah, it's too but, but I think that the original didn't go enough. Because I'll if we're going that. into the genesis of why this guy's a the fucking devil we don't we but really at the same time isn't being a child murderer enough sure you know what i, I mean I, and we don't need to, to differentiate between diddling and killing right. it's just the fact that he was a predator on children um there needs to be a better balance of that but at the core of it that youth cast has went on to be wonderful in other things so that comes back to the direction because the the actors are good enough. It's just their roles are not. You just don't care about them. There's so much apathy across the board with all these kids that you don't really care what happens. And with the original, as everyone knows, that's what made it special is you root for Nancy and her friends. All of them. And that just that was lacking in the remake. And I think that's, that's truly what plagued it. Totally because agree. if you're going to remake that, you can't recreate England. So you're going to have to lean on the kids. And they shit the bed. That's the yeah. problem with the, the movie. There was a, and I don't I, I don't know the person that turned it in, but there, there was a script and, and it was remake or it could have been a sequel that essentially was, it was Stephen King's it. It was the, the oldest character was 12 and that's who Freddy was targeting. So it had been like Stand By Me or like any of those where it's a group of kids I think it would have made it scarier, and New Line was like, nah. Which, that's so. an interesting topic for remakes, too, because it is riffing on Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah, definitely 100%. But I will say, um, it Chapter 1, Chapter 2, I think it's a great example of what you said earlier. I love the, the original miniseries, but it was made for TV. Yeah. So there's it's a whole different format. Uh, you know, this is a theatrical movie. Uh, it's longer when you put them together. Uh, it was definitely like every uh, every check for why you should remake a movie. Well, in 2019, with Stephen King has been a perfect example. Pet Cemetery is remade. They offered nothing new other than a, a twist on the ending. But that was more playing on the fact of the assumption that most of the viewers had seen the original. The rest of it was pretty uninspired. It was just like, okay, Stephen King's hot now. We're, we're remaking this. And so, like, you don't even need to love the original uh, to watch the new one. But the new one, some of its strengths was screwing with 
the original and the the experience that you had and what you were expecting, which is fine. You're trying to add some little eggs in there to make it more entertaining. But at the, on the same token, and on the flip side, it had a purpose. The second act of the original was bad. And so I think all along, that was always the goal. Let's go out with a much stronger epic bang than what we had there. And so, I mean, it, the proof's in the pudding. You feel it when you're in the theater. What? It had a voice. Pet Cemetery wasn't horrible, but it didn't serve the same purpose. Nah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, too, uh, not only not only was that uh, a focus of it, but there was a huge running joke through the second film of, like, well, the ending sucked. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> like, even Stephen original. King, uh, oh, yeah. his cameo part, where he he even says, like, oh, no, you're, uh, your endings suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, lots of ground covered there. Yes, I like the It remake. I haven't seen part two yet. I haven't either. Um, I think everything you've said is correct about it because it it delivers in those ways. Um, I, I I like the original just because of Tim Curry, but I was never married to the original It series. I'm married to it because of my age. Yeah, I and mean, it such made such a big impact as a kid. And I only saw parts of it as a kid. Yeah. I didn't see the whole thing. So like, and I was probably too scared as a kid, honestly. So this new one works well and. The new Pennywise is fantastic. And I think it's nice that they did their own Pennywise and didn't try to make him just like Tim Curry. Definitely. Um, I, th- I think if they would have tried to do anything resembling Tim Curry, I wouldn't have liked the the new movie. I love that you do see a Tim Curry clown in that clown room in the yeah, first movie. Yeah, no, that was a good throwback. That was fun. Uh, and then, yes. That was a good time. Pet Cemetery. Uh, also, another one that I'm not really married to, the original. Um, so I went really open-minded into the remake and yeah, same thing. Just uninspired. Just wasn't bad. Wasn't great. Um, I, I liked it, but yeah, I, I, after I watched it, it's definitely, it's, it's kind of disappeared from me. It pretty forgettable. Well, yeah. and it, uh, you can shrink it down to something as simple as you watch the processional of the children in the mass mm-hmm. for the burial. Yeah. And then we never come back to that. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell was that? When that was in the trailers, I was yeah. like, ooh, that's I was like, cool. It's like, ooh, what angle do we I have like on that. this? No. Nah. No, nah, never again. Just a moment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what's next? We got any uh, horrendous or great ones? We well, I think about? that Todd touched on it. Uh, we may as well hit this one because I know how you guys like it when I touch on this one. Uh, Halloween, Rob Zombie's remakes. Benny's favorite. We have covered this. Uh, will this be the fourth time <laughs> between least. Halloween? Well, actually, probably more than that with the Halloween episodes. Two Halloweens, Rob Zombie, and the original remakes. Probably. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm becoming less forgiving of those films the more I watch them. Really? Yes. Especially the second one. I used to defend the second one because he at least had a purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm just less interested in him with each passing year. And I, I start finding myself drawing back to the very beginning of his movies with those first two. And I'm just being honest. I mean, I when I saw the, the Halloween remake in the theater, it was a fun experience. And I can still enjoy that one, but I'm just not as interested in him as time goes on. I'm not as inter- interested in it because I still like the brutality I've got the original me, but, to watch. Right. Yeah. And so, for starters, the... The original is always going to take precedence for me. That's always going to be the first thing that I put in. I've said it a million times. Uh, I don't like what he did with Michael as a child. 
I think if you cut off that part, I like the rest of the movie. I love the stuff in the insane asylum where Michael making the paper mache masks as part of there, the psychosis. Yeah, there's some cool I stuff love there. that. I love the whole thing with Danny Trejo where he's nice to him yeah, and, it, good to you, and it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. how nice you are to him. Yeah. Uh, I like all of that. I, after that first 20 minutes or so, I, I mean, it's a decent flick. I like it. Okay. Um, it's after actually, that 20 minutes, it's actually like 40 or 45 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty. Is it really that yeah, long, yeah. much it, of it? Yeah, like last time I watched it, I was like, "This is a lot longer." And that's what I thought or... each time I watched. I'm like, "Ah, oh, we're spending a little too much time here." Yeah, yeah, and that's what I really disliked about it to begin with. Is just don't humanize the boogeyman. I don't want to know any background. Um, but as far as the other stuff with adult Michael and all that, I think that stuff is done well. But I just don't care enough to go back and watch it because I have the original, his Halloween two. I think is atrocious. Uh, the only thing that I have softened on is that I said at least he gave a different spin on how things had affected Laurie Strode. And so that was a different avenue to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least there was a different reason going. But then that's when he started to add in. Number one, he's got a different actor playing young Michael, which drives me nuts when you change an actor like that. I understand why, but it still drives me nuts. And he, shoehorned Sherry into this movie playing Michael's mother in flashbacks. It's like, haven't we had enough of these psycho killers and no pun intended and their mothers being the root of their psychosis? You know what I mean? You got, you've got, uh, I'm saying Anthony Perkins the entire time, but Norman Bates and you've got Jason Voorhees, like all this Mike Pence. (laughs) 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 And it's just, yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't like. I'll never watch two again if I can help it. I don't mind the first one so much, but I just why it why it was modernized enough. I know people who who think that it's fantastic and better than the original. I'll never share that opinion, but uh, it was made for a younger audience that wasn't. I, and this sounds patronized. It's not supposed to be. Uh, just not used to the pacing of an older film. And that's true. I mean, this, this film is heavily embraced by a younger audience Mm -hmm. because they may like the nostalgia of John Carpenter's Halloween, but they say it's slow. They say it's boring. And so this delivers for them in ways I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just saying this delivers for them in ways that John Carpenter's doesn't. Well, they they don't like anything. That's not a five minute YouTube video. So (laughs) old Um, old man, Toddy. So I'll I, I'll still stand I'll still stand by my opinion. I like Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one. Uh, the second one, I I tell you, watched it when it came out, didn't like it, kind of just put it on the back shelf. And I've probably watched it two or three times in the last two or three years, trying to give it a chance, trying to see if there's some rock that I haven't looked under, and it still just misses for me. Big time. I think part of it for me is it was twofold. I wanted the Halloween franchise to be back and good after Resurrection. And so I was excited for a new voice and a new vision. And I wanted to believe that Zombie could step outside of the white trash mm-hmm. crime sleaze thing that he was doing. Even though I love those movies, I didn't want to hear that argument that he had infused it in Halloween. And when I go back and watch these, I now have a new good Halloween film. 
And more than anything, that new film has hurt these zombie ones for me because mm-hmm. those were kind of a crutch, I think, sure. for, for modern times for me to lean on. And now when I watch them, I'm like, I don't think I need you anymore. The first one I enjoy much more than the second. And I honestly, I really did use to defend the second one more just because I felt like he at least attempted to do his own thing. And he was painted into a corner to make that movie. Right. They were like, we're they were going to take we're gonna, hijack. Yeah, we're going to make a sequel whether you're on board or not. And he's like, well, I guess I won't let you. I'll kill my baby myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, it's it's an interesting I'll topic for remakes, myself. that's for sure. <laughs> I, those, the original is not boring. I don't care how young you are. Go ahead. That, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Again, Halloween's like my favorite movie, the original. So I, I, I feel uh, love hate for the for the remakes. Uh, there's a lot of things I like about the remake, and I, again, it was fun seeing it in the theater. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I hate about it, like, uh, and I, I don't give a fuck. But they cussed <laughs> way too much. It, it put it out of place. Like, um, yeah, and, and and again, we are not people who we are pretty <laughs> liberal with our cursing Just and yeah. i think every one of us at this table when we watched it was like it, it put it out of place like, yeah like i it's felt like 12 like year old yeah right? um yeah. someone they said that rob zombie was supposed to be working on a blob remake years ago and they're yeah. like is the blob going to cuss at people and have yeah. a rebel flag mandate <laughs> well actually I, the thing i said or the that i saw was that was uh what's the blob just going to be a glob of uh white trash people like <laughs> but uh uh, but that and then and Vinny already touched on all the stuff where we, we see way too much of Michael. I will say the last time I viewed, I actually probably for the first time ever watched one and two back to back. I actually enjoyed them both more that way. Uh, for the first time, I kind of saw uh, what I would think was maybe what he was thinking because it kept showing Michael as like a good little kid. I kind of feel like uh, when I rewatched it because he's killing animals and stuff upstairs is maybe it was just another mask he was wearing that he's actually a bad kid. But if you think about if they would have opened the movie where you don't even see the stepdad talk, he's just tied up and gagged and he kills the sister and come down and kills the dad. That was the opening of the movie. Uh, man, it would have been outstanding. Uh, the sequel, I like the it went a new direction, but I already said earlier, if you took somebody like Laurie Strode as someone that a lot of people love and you, I don't like her. I didn't barely liked her in the first movie and then she's hot garbage in two. Uh, the only thing that is a re- working title. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the thing that uh, that truly affected me in the sequel was Daniel Harris getting killed because she she yeah. made her character very likable. On yep. like, uh, I just didn't like Lori, which I know it's not it's not a what Scout Taylor Compton. Um, you now again, it's what she played the part that she was asked to play. Yep, I do love the hospital opening though of two. Um, I love that. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, as weird as it is, I saw this in the theater. So I think that's why I liked it a little better is that if I've never hardly ever say this about a horror picture, but it's best to watch the theatrical version because I will, uh, I'll, as much as uh, Weinstein, I think shits the bed on a lot of stuff. Uh, I will say, I give him credit for that. They were right. Like nobody wants to see Michael Myers walking around the whole picture with his mask off the theatrical cut. He's got the mask on almost the whole movie. Um, and it is probably the better version of the two. Yeah. All right. We're at the 50 minute mark. I think it's time to really start lightning round some of these. Um, I'm going to start with one that I absolutely loathe. I hate. Yeah, let's do some hate. Let's get some hate out. And that is the remake of The Wicker Man. 
Who butt city? Oh man, <laughs> like not the beats. <laughs> and again, you know, The Wicker Man is is in my top ten favorite horror movies. I went into this cautiously optimistic, looking like it might be fun. I like Nick Cage. Sue me. And oh my god, it's so bad. It's and rough. After the Remember, first time, except when he punches in the bear suit. He's wearing the bear suit. And he's punching women. Uh, <laughs> That's cinema, baby. <laughs> Pure cinema. I in after the first viewing, I thought maybe it was comically bad, so I picked it up cheap on DVD for like a dollar, and I was like, "I'm gonna rewatch that." I remember it kind of being funny. Maybe this will be a campy. Let's throw this on late at night kind of movie. It's not. Nah, it's a big pile of shit. It's bad. It's been bad. So bad. outside of Psycho, because I think that's just kind of universally agreed upon as the worst remake. Um, you would you nominate that as the number one? Oh, yeah. I've got mine. Yeah, this is a contender for number one. Here's mine. The Fog. I have The Fog on my list. Woof. <laughs> so, I need... Oh. I my I had the mistake. I've only seen The Fog once, The Fog remake. And I thought I remembered it being okay. And you have repeatedly told me it's not. So, I need to check it out It's again. bad. Yeah. I almost want to watch it again and be like, maybe it just needs... Because I love Tom Welling, too, but... I just I saw it in the There's theater. There's so much engineering. I feel like I watched it, it twice. Like it or hate it? No, I didn't like it. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I didn't care for it. <laughs> I just it. wanted to see if maybe I was. I don't. I think Ooh. to me, Psycho is probably the worst. But yeah, the, Psycho's the number one. But outside that, we're. I do yeah. want to throw another turd out. Is the Hitcher? Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, bad. I never saw that one. Neither. Nice effect on the body rip and half. Other than that, completely. Ugh. That man, I... the original movie was like every, everything. The original like was so good. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. The original was great remake. But, Vinny, you got to hate? I say, let's keep fueling the hate. I don't care for uh, the remake. Was the House on Haunted Hill? I, I like that like one. That one. Uh, Do you, that's I got didn't a, like it the first time. The what? second Carrie had me rewatch it. I liked yeah, it I don't care for that one, and I don't like uh, House of Wax, the remake either. Ooh, House of Wax funny. is interesting because like it. it's a tourist trap remake. Exactly. That they called House of Wax. Pick, rip the different title. Uh, that's one that I went back and rewatched. Didn't enjoy as much as I did when it came out. When it came out, I was like, "This is fun. They're killing Paris Hilton." Now it's and, just kind of. I was just always mad that Paris Hilton was in it. And I'm the yeah. opposite. I didn't like it when it first came out, and now I kind of enjoy it. I didn't think it was so, bad. So. I love House on Haunted Hill, but I hate the ending. I wish it would have been practical. House on Haunted Hill, I think, is worth watching for the footage when you look in the camera and see what's really there oh, and yeah. all that stuff. There's some. There's some. Cool stuff in that there. creepy scene um, where like the inmates in the asylum go nuts and like stabbing the orderlies yeah. with the pencils. Oh, now, God. obviously, that's the caveat. It doesn't have Vincent Price, so you can't remake Vincent Price. Well, but with it, that it said, it has the poor man's Vincent Price. Well, yeah. you just have to discount the fact that he's not going to be in the film. Discount is exactly <laughs> what I it's, view that Vincent well, you're, Price as. You're discounting far past what I'm talking about. <laughs> Back. Back, you devils. <laughs> but there, there's still some cool stuff. Uh, from the direction standpoint for it. Uh, what Those were Dark Castle, right? So yeah. dark, a Dark Castle that it seems like everybody loves that I don't care for is 13 Ghosts. 50-50 on that. The ghosts look cool, but there's some goofy shit in Can that Can I movie. say that that's a, a movie that I don't normally say this, but I'm like, I wish you would have stuck to the rules that the black person dies first. Because oh, I absolutely hate Digga. Raw Digga. You suck <laughs> in that movie. I don't know how you are in, in real life. I'm more forgiving cool. on that just because the original didn't take itself serious is the only reason. I do love I love the ghost. William Castle would applaud it. And man, the, the scene with the glass where it closes in on the person is pretty cool, but blah. 
Um, some more hate. Uh, that god awful Day of the Dead remake. Ooh. No, I haven't even forced myself to watch it. And then that. the sequels that came off of that. Well, yeah. there, so there, yeah, there's a separate sequel that's supposed to be a sequel to Day of the Dead called Day of the Dead 2 Contagium. That's hot trash. Then there's Day of the Dead. What's the sequel to the Day of the Dead remake? Does anybody remember what that one was Is that called? Butt City? Yes, that's yeah. it. So that. But the Chet. That. <laughs> but the Chet. That was absolute hot garbage. Uh, the Prom Night remake. Yeah, not, I didn't like that. Not trash. good. Not good. Didn't like it. So, any other hate before we throw out some last ones that we liked? Um, I mean, I, I have another hate one, but I didn't know how much we would want to talk about well, it. Is, I've got a couple. I, I really I don't want to say hate too much, because I feel like when I watch it again, I'm going to be less forgiving as Child's Play. Uh, but let's be real. How you just said uh, the uh, House of Wax is Taurus Trap, to me, Child's Play was a remake of Chopping Mall. Not a bad hot take there. Save it for the Child's Play episode. The the re, the remake. The, I had yeah, some. Uh, I had some. So those were my ugly list. I have a bad list, which actually is movies that I like and dislike. But uh, Black Christmas, I like that. Uh, but it's Black definitely Xmas. Yeah, that's only the video box. But <laughs> if you pay attention, <laughs> he doesn't. Um, uh, Carrie, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's, I've seen it. It's, I don't hate, but forgettable. There's well, no reason for it. Well, they, yeah. they, it was a remake of the movie. Like, again, you have a whole book. Uh, I was, like, waiting for the badass ending to the book. Nope. Uh-uh. Um, while we're on King, though, I will say I love the Shining miniseries because uh, it stayed – it was a whole other version where it stayed true to the book. Had a purpose. Um, another movie that I think's fun but it's not great is My Bloody Valentine. There's a lot of love for that. Don't get it. Uh, you know what? Hated it the first time I saw it. Watched it a second time. Not bad. And I uh, saw it in 3D. Not good. I thought the 3D was Not actually great. fun because it was like goofy 3D where... Like, yeah, we went to see it in 3D, but they didn't have the 3D glasses, so we just watched <laughs> oh, the whack. standard. Yeah. Are we still doing some I, hate I real quick? Sure. Hate out. Yeah. Okay. The Haunting. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Hashtag butt. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you, Grandpa. Oh, man. How can you take a movie that like doesn't... That uses... Like, it's all tricks of the camera, and it's genius... And then turd. Yeah. And again, um, Spielberg's involved. <laughs> when a stranger calls, doo doo. Uh, Modern okay. remake, putting her in the expensive ass big house, and it just didn't work. The original's suspenseful, and even the original has its flaws. But the remake is completely forgettable. The Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Dookie. One of my teenage year favorites. Boy. They were feeding lines to Brando through an earpiece because he couldn't remember. So when you're watching him on screen, he's just saying what they're telling him in his ear. That movie is so bad. That it's so I, bad there's a great documentary yes, on it. Yes, the documentary is ten times That documentary movie. is phenomenal. Uh, Isle of Lost Souls? Is that what the... Yeah. Or Isle of Lost Soul, maybe. I think it's just singular, Lost yeah, Soul. Because it's about Richard Harris, right? What's yeah. Name? Richard Stanley? Richard Stanley? Richard Stanley. Any other hate to throw out? Uh, uh, Sorority Row. Never saw that one. I thought that was okay. It's forgettable. Though. I've heard it was yeah. okay. I've never, I've never seen the original, though. Gotcha. Um, and then just a few that we've kind of already touched on on the show, but I want to mention as being bad to me was April Fool's Day. Ew. Uh, was just no it's thanks. Garbage. And uh, The Stepfather. Just didn't I, land. I want to like that I movie. Didn't hate it. I don't know if it belongs in the hate, but... It's somewhere. It's it's not great. It's not there. great though either. If they never made a single movie called Stepfather, I'd be okay with it. 
hey, the original <laughs> is good. Um, I want to talk about we we didn't we touched on it, but we didn't really. I mean, so I'm just. Are you want to talk about bad ones or get back into some? One Did we do introductions? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Just go, go ahead. Okay, just say what you want. We touched on it, but the Friday the Thirteenth reboot remake whatever I like it a lot. I like it. I love too. that one. A lot of fun. Take some of the. It's essentially the first four films, and mm-hmm. it's funny because when I watched that initially, about halfway through, I hated it because I was like, "They're just doing the same shit." And then once I understood the purpose of the film, I love it now. It's yeah. just a, a great go-to because it's got so many elements of other movies that are good. Uh, some really, how can I put this? Beautiful women. Um, it's just an entertaining movie. Yeah, and oh, but Jared Padalecki though. Yeah, Woo, the he's, new Chuck Norris. He's a dreamboat. I, I like some of the things that they did was that uh, that they they played with uh, they played with what's conventional of a film and turned it on its head. So uh, the 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 douchebag who you keep on like, okay, here's where he gets it. Nope, he got away. Here's where he gets it. Yeah, like that dude made it way longer than he should have. And then the the main girl gets killed uh, running through the tunnel. I was like, oh, uh, she did not get away. Uh, and I will say, when I watched that, I was like. Kind of Rambo, which is funny because then when I watched Rambo four a couple weeks ago for the first time, I was like, "Man, where's this hockey mask?" <laughs> yeah, right. One that I like, uh, Fright Night. Ooh. Oh, I'm back and forth on that one. That Fright Night remake. I'm, good. I'm, and I'm big on the original one. Like, oh, I'm, it's I'm, one of my favorite. Vampire I movies. love Roddy McDowell. Like, so Roddy McDowell being in it alone elevates it for me. But that remake. They changed enough stuff and modernized enough things that it made it its own thing, and I th- I like that remake a lot. Yeah. The guy doing the Roddy McDowell character being more like a Chris Angel mind mm-hmm. freak was a smart move. Yep, Vegas setting. And, yeah, a Vegas setting is good. Anton Yelkin, any movie with him is going to be pretty good. God rest his soul. McLovin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I could have done without McLovin as Evil Ed. We could have done a better. There's some things I dislike, but yeah, it's it's definitely good. I I can't say it's on my top. But such a beloved franchise that only had two movies, so you're really in the mood for a little bit more. It's it's nice to. I still uh, we've talked about Fright Night too. I was gonna say I still don't get. I like Fright Night too. Could have been. Nope. Well, the new Fright Night too. The newer Fright Night too. I still don't get because I'm like it's it's a. A remake of a of a remake of a sequel. No, like, that's I'm really funny. yeah. The, we talked about that on the Fright Night show. Yeah, but. the Fright Night Two <laughs> was a good vampire movie that should have never been called Fright Night Two. Yeah, um, it had some flaws, obviously. But so it was, was Bathory like, in the present times or something. No, I don't remember the premise and time, but it takes place in like an Eastern European country. Yeah, yeah it's Elizabeth Bathory. Well, the, char- the characters, I think so. Oh yeah, because it's a female character. Yeah. Well, the the characters all come back, but then it's like <clears throat> they all forgot. No, there's the no events. characters in it coming back. It was like a total standalone movie. No, if you pay attention. No, oh, it, it was. We'll get on IMDb. It was. Uh, it was Ed and Brewster. <laughs> the original and they Fright all just Night Two. Everything is good. from the first film. Get off. Are you talking grizz. about the original Fright Night Two? I'm talking about the 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 two, the second, the newer one. No, I didn't know there was any continuity with that. There's not. The characters are the same. We'll talk after. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one more that I liked. I like the Amityville remake That's better than the original. One of my top of there. You like it better than the original? Yep. I I can't argue with. That. I can't. I don't know which one I like better, but the the remake is is definitely. I love that movie. It's good. The Amityville. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, scary. Um, the things they threw in, like the weird the the weird witch dude. 
That that guy was that was creepy. That was, was a neat touch. Yeah. How do y'all feel about the Hills Have Eyes? Love the remake. Yeah, I Brutal. do like the remake. I, a lot. It's good. It's a hard watch. I, it uh, is a hard watch. I did not like it. Like I had to watch that a few times to like it. I want you to say that again. I did not like it. <laughs> Holy shit! One thing I hated about it was uh, everybody going, "I've never seen a movie like that," and I was like, "I have." It's called The Hills Have Eyes. I think you hated it because it had hillbillies. Well, <laughs> and you are <laughs> classist. <laughs> I mean, I I half like Abner, so I guess that's true. <laughs> Um, we got anything else on the list? I haven't seen it, but there's that Poltergeist remake out there. Uh, I had a list of a few films that were remakes that I had zero interest in seeing. <laughs> That's one of them. That's what I, that was free on Here, one of my streaming devices one night. I got five minutes in and turned it off and watched something else. Poltergeist, Flatliners, and Cabin Fever. Those are three more recent remakes I had remake? zero interest in. Because I heard Kiefer pops up and, uh... I don't know. Maybe a reboot, but it's the same title as the, you know what I mean? So I, I, I wanted to watch it just cause I liked the original so much, but then I think because I love the original so much, I was like, man, so I haven't watched it. Say Poltergeist? Uh, I enlisted oh. three remakes that I just hadn't been interested in po- seeing. Poltergeist could have been great. I think if they would have done the evil dead treatment to Poltergeist, which I heard that they were, I think you could do a better Poltergeist. Well, I think you could do because I'm not crazy about the original. Early, early on, I heard that the, uh, there was like where they found a go box. to bed. They found some stuff of the original family in the house, and they touched on it. Um, something I thought that could have been simple was that they just acknowledged that the house that they're in, there was a house before it caved, and now they're in the new one. Uh, yeah, don't don't have Carol Ann come back because you can't touch on that again. Carol so. Ann. I didn't see Flatliners. I didn't see Poltergeist. But what was the third one you mentioned? Cabin Fever. I skipped awful. that. Awful. I mean, god awful. It's a shot for shot, I line just, for I'm line just like, remake. It hasn't even been that much time. And the point of making this one, they were like, yeah, Eli Roth's was good, but we're going to make it serious. So imagine a shot for shot Cabin Fever remake without the campiness and without the humor. Which is what made it the most fun. Bingo! Yeah. So one that we have. No on. thanks. Uh, one that I love that we haven't mentioned is it's Sle- trash. Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of what? Well, uh, if I you don't know, then <laughs> it's so quiet. Is this a remake of the Disney cartoon? It does touch technically, on that, yeah, I guess. If you follow the timeline, <laughs> uh, there Odd, is getting ready to stab you. <laughs> He's getting that pin ready to put uh, well, your neck. Well, if you don't know, there are previous movies called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like it's a remake of the movie, though. Uh, it is. <laughs> isn't it? This isn't is an argument in slow motion. I mean, so this is where we got into the same argument about Hill House. Like, it's not a remake of something. It's just a different movie about the book. It's still a remake. Okay. I mean, there's a Jeff Goldblum movie that's pretty much the same as the the Tim Burton, only Tim Burton's way better. Well, then, I am mistaken. That's every episode. (laughs) (laughs) If you're playing playing along, folks, it's time to take a shot. Abner's wrong. So hateful. Oh, Lord. Todd, we know you got about 15 left. Let's rattle through these. I did not make a large list for that reason, so... And because I'm hungover, I can't think of... uh, a whole lot in my head. 
Jaws are hitting the table. <laughs> Anything else, right guy? Uh, just one I want to mention and get your thoughts on The Omen. Ew. Ugh. But see, that's the thing. I don't like the original. I didn't like the original. But I like the original, and when this came out, I thought it was cool. And now when I rewatch it, I'm like, this isn't very good. I didn't even bother to watch it because I do like the original, and it I came just didn't out, see if there, how there was any way you could improve upon it. It came out on 666. It had to be good. Yeah. But it wasn't. Well, did it have <laughs> Greg Peck in it? Fuck off. The, mar- the, the marketing was good. Shitty movie. Um, though we're living it right now with... Uh, Damien Thorpe is president, so I guess they remade the third That's one part, in real yeah. life. I do like The Omen 3. It's a good movie. Well, because your boyfriend's in it, let's be honest. I do love Sam Neill. <laughs> hey. Okay. Anything else? I'm glad we remade this episode. This was thorough. It felt good. <laughs> what a treat. It felt good. So, all right. Well, sounding off for the Midwest Monsters podcast and the remake of the remakes episode, I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Benny, Hot Toddy. Stay scary. See you. It's your choice.